women and men. Why is it that we have this need to clash? Why is it that we don't want to do anything at times but outshine and gloat at the other's expense? BS3 Network proudly presents a conversation needing to be had between men and women. Because do we want to compete with one another? Or do we want our uniqueness to be celebrated the most from the opposite gender? Revelations the panel battle of the sexes why are we aggressively in competition with each other live friday october 28th at 7 p.m central truth to power. I'm Cole Johnson, and I'm so glad you're able to join us. Our next guest is a former chiropractor who's become a business mindset coach. He lends his voice and his pen to business mindset and has a deep pool of life experience from which to draw. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner and creator of the Mindful Experiment podcast and the author of Decoding the Matrix, among other books, Dr. Vic Manzo. And this is his revelation. Well, how are you doing, Dr. Vic? I'm doing absolutely amazing, brother. Appreciate having me on. Oh, I appreciate you coming. Uh, this is this is a pleasure. And then I was so glad uh, that you were able to accept the invitation because I really believed your your story really could reach so many different people. And it definitely could reach my audience. And I'm so glad you're able to set aside some time to do this. And the only way that I could do this since you're a first-time guest here is... I want to open up our conversation by opening the way. Now, at Open the Way, conversation starts when vulnerability enters the room. Now, we talked earlier uh, before we press record that we live near each other. We'll get to that later. But you, sir, grew up in the Midwest. So how was your childhood there? Oh, you know, I grew up in a, a small Italian community. Um, and, 
you know, is one of those things where born, you know, raised Roman Italian Catholic. So shame and guilt was very strong put upon me. Um, <clears throat> man, I'll tell you, mastering that was a lot of fun. Um, it, you just never felt you can do anything. It's one, do this and it's this. If you do that, then it's that. You know, it wasn't the Italian stuff. It was the, the Catholic stuff. It wasn't the Catholic stuff. It was this. It was like, Jesus, can I just get a break? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No pun intended there. Um, <laughs> but you know i grew up in a, it was a blue collar community and it, it really yeah. you know i didn't have a lot to um didn't have a ton of things but it taught me to um you know appreciate what i did have i had a, taught me hard work you know my, my dad worked two jobs my mom worked a couple jobs just to make ends wow. meet and uh sometimes you know especially like in high school i would sometimes i wouldn't see my dad for almost a month uh just because of work and yeah. my sports schedule and so forth and, um, you know, it's one of those things growing up that was, um, for me, um, you had to learn how to be tough and to <clears throat> figure out coping mechanisms. And I didn't have a lot of emotional support per se to learn how to. So I had to learn many other ways to, um, do that. But I, I think, thank I was very thankful I had sports. Um, it's what kind of got the to teach me about life and how to handle these, these, these emotions I had or whatever was coming up and how to channel that. I had to learn this over time, how to channel these things into something else. Uh, especially mm-hmm. as I got older into like weightlifting and stuff, taking mm-hmm. negative things or someone, something happened or whatever it may be. I take it out on the iron. I go to the gym and I just pump iron like crazy. Um, and that was like a mental release for me. And it gave me like a little bit of a break, but there's a lot of hardships, a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, learning a lot of things. There was a lot of good that came from it as I look past back at my life. Cause it gave me a lot of tools to be who I am today. Uh, and I think that's a lot of times we don't really pre- take a moment to look back and just look at the good of what it gave, even though it may not have been fun, even though you may not have had what you wanted to have, or what you thought should have been there. But if we take a moment, just to know that everything we went through was designed for us to help us and where we are today it changes the whole entire outlook on our life and so much more. Wow. Uh, your emotional openness, just in the few minutes that I've gotten a chance to know you, belies what you just said. But I can understand that uh, because I had similar um, upbringing issues, uh, but I worked through those emotions and was able to be emotionally open, even though I didn't really have that modeled for me. And so I totally understand that. Totally understand that. Okay, so you said sports, so that means athletes. So, what were your sport or sports of choice? Yeah, I mean, I, my two main. I played baseball for about twenty five years of my life, so that was my main yes. one. Soccer was another, yeah. um, but I also um, played basketball all the time. I had a. Ba- I remember when my parents got me a basketball hoop. Man, that was the spot. I was there almost every like in the summer, every day with my friends outside. Mm-hmm. We're playing. We have. We play 21, three on, you know, or sometimes do two on twos. And um, it was just our thing. And then something we had our local civic center we go to, and a lot of more friends play there. We play five on five. So basketball was a big sport. Racquetball was a fun thing to do. I played tackle football with friends on the weekends. Um, and so there was a lot of sports involved, but the the two organized were, were soccer and, and baseball. And, um, you know, it just, it, it, it taught me, it, it, it taught me a lot and it taught me how to, you know, I can go in many different ways, many directions of what it taught me, but yeah, those are the main two. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, what were your hobbies that didn't involve sports as a child? Cooking. That was pretty much it. <laughs> um, 
upbringing. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, right? My yeah. mother, my mother, my mother is a phenomenal cook. I come from a phenomenal cooks on both sides of my family, and um, you know, my mom. I used to love watching her cook in the kitchen, and she would always inspire us to come help. And so, at six years old, I, I took that on, and I was very interested in it. And then by the time I was eight, that's when I made my first like uh, my first gravy, or what people know as like sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a game changer for me. And, and it's always been, a, it's my art of what I express in life. I mean, um, I created hobbies later down the road in life, but uh, that was the one as a childhood. Wow. Okay. Now that, for you, I'm bringing that doesn't surprise me, but considering your, <laughs> the, what I studied, I was thinking, ah, I'm sure he has other pursuits. I would not not have thought immediately cooking, but that's awesome, though. I, I love. I that. will and say. I, I'm sorry. Okay, go, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say I, I forgot I, I, another one. Oh, you got oh. me thinking now. Now, now you're oh. making me go back to memory lane. Dancing oh, okay. is something I love to do, also. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Dancing. Hmm. Uh, any type of uh, dance discipline, or just dancing in general? It was, you know, ten years old. I was very interested in break dancing. I didn't go too far with that. Um, hip hop, and then it got into uh, Latin dance, all forms, okay. cumbias, bachatas, salsas, all those kinds. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. Mother loves dance, and I sort of got into it, but not seriously myself. But uh, yeah, I, I love that art form. So you were a kid that grew up in the Chicago area, and the, you mentioned your upbringing and you mentioned your parents uh, is there anything or are are there or were there anything that you really like to do because of you being in the chicago area like um, uh, yeah sh- share an example with me so i have an idea okay you know like um uh, like say i know that chicago in the summertime they have the taste of chicago uh, like, so you would, you know, want to go out and sightsee or you would, you know, like you said, do, you do, do things in sports in terms of, uh, go out and play pickup basketball or, or, you know, lift weights or, you know, things of that nature, you know, like jog along Lake Michigan or things of that, like things of that nature. Yeah. I didn't, you know, for me, it's going to sound bad and not bad, just weird. I didn't get into the city too much until I was in my later teens or when I started going, when I got an undergrad, that's when I started exploring the city more. But mm-hmm. for me, it was, it, we had something called the taste. I grew up from a town called Marl's park. So they had something called the taste of Marl's park every year. It was actually oh. the most popular taste in Illinois outside of the taste of Chicago. I don't know if it is still to that day, but growing mm-hmm. up, it was uh, very big. And actually my family, um, at one point we did something called, uh, you know, cause it's all tasting of different foods. And, um, and we did something called rice balls or what they're known in Italian as arancinis. And, mm-hmm. um, and we even had a stand for that for a little bit. The feast, there was a, something called the La Festa de la Moldona. And that is the, the, they, there's this, um, uh, blessed mother, in other words, and right. she's encased and they only take her out once a year. And it's for this feast. It was going on since it's over 120 something years. It's been going on. Wow. And so they'll have like food and games and stuff for the weekend. Um, now they just do the procession only. But um, those were things that we looked forward to that was more related into uh, our town that we did because it was a very close knit town. A lot of Italians, yeah. uh, a lot of Italians immigrated from, you know, from uh, certain areas like Calabria and Naples. And they they came to Marl's Park 
Um, and that was, it was, it, it used to be a very tight knit community. Everybody knew everybody. Um, everybody, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be outside working for more than like, you know, if it was an hour, I may get 10 minutes of work because of how many people I knew that was passing by saying hello and chatting. Um, but those were the kind of things we did as I got older though, I loved going to the city. Uh, again, I didn't get too much of an experience of that growing up because my, it was, again, we, we did things closer to the town. Um, but as I got older, I would love going to the city, getting food, walking around the city, going to Lake Michigan, Millennial Park, Grant Park, you know, just hanging out as much as I could down there. Cause there's just so much to do, especially in the summers and in, in right. Chicago, there's a fest every weekend. There's always something new going on, something out there that uh, that you can do, which is awesome. More with Dr. Vic Menzo Jr. on the other side. There's a 100% chance of a laugh thunderstorm. Four men with different viewpoints take a movie, show, or documentary and review it uncensored, unfiltered, uncompromised, with no holds barred. Join BS3, Wilkes, King Doc, and H Rap B as they take on Hollywood their own way. BS3 Network proudly presents. The forecast where HRAP always predicts. If I owe you something, I ain't got it. And if you need it, get it from God. Live every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Central. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. Discouragement. Sorrow. Distance. Your arguments cause damage to your family. The hurt leads to divorce. You feel like there is nowhere else to turn. But there is hope for you. That's where we come into play. There is an overcomer that lives inside of you. One ready to take on the world as you leap for joy, living in victory. You'll grow to love yourself and others. There's life after divorce. And you can claim it today. Get over divorce, where your new story begins here every Thursday on YouTube and Spreaker. Former chiropractor, author, business coach. And a podcaster, Dr. Vic Manzo joins me on Revelations. He's opened the way so well. And now it is time for us to walk across that bridge to prosperity. So at the Bridge Prosperity, we link childhood lessons to adult application. You said that you played organized baseball for a good while. I figured that was the case because in my research, I discovered that you are a Cubs fan. So how did you fall in love with the team 
and I almost want to ask another question in terms of how do you endure being a fan of them, and how did two thousand, how good did two thousand sixteen feel to you? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I was actually I was tailoring to be a, a Sox fan to a certain degree because I had some friends that liked the Sox, and then mm-hmm. one of my my buddies who's I've known him now for thirty one years, he was a neighbor of mine originally. Um, he was a big Cup Cat fan, and he, he we would watch the games, and I just started to get embraced with the culture, and it was just. Uh, being a cup fan, it's just you, you get, you get, you embrace the suck. In other words, as we like to call it, uh, because they just don't do that well most of the time. Um, you know, they're, they, you know, that like right now, everyone's like, oh, yeah, look, hey, we won a, they won a World Series finally. That was awesome. 2016 was amazing. Um, even my wife, who was, who's not into sports much, um, when she saw the team, she's just like, there's just something different about them. Like there's, there's a unique energy to them. I really like them. And she's like, I feel like they can win whatever you talk about. And I was like, this is like middle mm-hmm. of the season. I'm like, well, they, you never right. know. It could go that way. And then mm-hmm. they did. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, they're just fun. Like I always tell people, if you want to, you want to enjoy, if you want to watch baseball, go to a Sox game. If you want to enjoy an experience, <laughs> go to a Cubs game. Uh, it's just totally different. And there's just, and there's an energy to it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just fun. And so, um yeah, that's how I how I ended up being a, a Cup fan. I was going to ask, how did chiropractor come into play? Because I'm thinking, I see all of this business stuff, business mindset, business acumen, uh, business focus, chiropractor. <laughs> how did, oh, well, I guess I might as well uh, launch into it. How did that become interwoven into the thought process that you had of, you know, I want to, you know, I, I want to make money and I want to, you know, be basically my own boss. Yeah. So the whole shift to now, let me just re- make sure I have the question to the T. So you're asking, how did I get into the business side of things from after yeah. being a chiropractor? Correct? Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, how did you actually get into being a chiropractor? Because I will get to gotcha. the business side okay. after that later. Just want to clarify. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the business side of it, I just I always felt like I had a big vision to um i like to do things my way and see how that goes and then i'll learn as i go um and so i just when i got when i was in chiropractic school going through what i was doing it was just one well let me let me take a step before mm-hmm. i knew that i i knew that i was sitting in my head and who knows no one told me this but i was just like you know if i'm gonna go to chiropractic school and i gotta take all these sciences why am i gonna go major in a science when i gotta take those sciences again when i go into chiropractic school how about i do something different and i'll learn from that and then I can go learn. I'll learn the other stuff like everyone else is anyhow. And yeah, they may have a little bit of an advantage because they've taken science classes more than uh, I have. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'll have a business competitive advantage uh, on them because I've went to business school. And so that was just my logic. And uh, it paid. It, I wouldn't say it paid off. I mean, but then again, it, it did help a little. I wouldn't say it didn't help, you know, it didn't help at all, but it did help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things that... Um, that just made the most sense to me to go to at that time before going into chiropractic school. So that way I can, you know, at the end I was like, cause again, my mindset was, I wasn't looking, I was looking, I wanted to be a chiropractor, but I, I seen chiropractors by that time I got into chiropractic school, I was studying chiropractors like crazy. I was, I've probably shadowed at least 40 to 50 different offices uh, watching them successful chiropractors um, you know, I've, I've seen some that weren't as successful and I saw some that were, and I was like, I like the ones that are successful. I want to learn how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. again, the back, the premise of my mind was again, seeing 
what I grew up with. And I was going to do everything in my power not to create that so that I can have that financial freedom and financial stability um, that I really wanted to have. In your chiropractor practice, what one business um, ideal, I guess I could put it that way, uh, did you take away from your practice that you use now? so one business idea that I took from my practice that I did I share now with in my coaching business or business in general? Yeah. Uh, either either or both. Either. You know what? It, it, it's not a chiropractic thing. It's just life in general. And that is, I'll give you a backstory so you can understand where I'm coming with this. So Because if I say it now, I don't know how well people grasp it. But gotcha. I studied, you know, again, I said I studied a lot of chiropractors when I was in chiropractic school to understand the chiropractic business because it was a little different than other businesses. Right. And but then I also was following all the business advice, self-help, personal development and all that. And, uh, you know, it's all about the grind, the hustle, sweat equity, you know, put your you know, you got to sacrifice in order to become successful. You got to do all these different things. So I was like, OK, fine. That's what I have to do to do it. I'm going to do it. And I was getting burned out every four to six months. This is a five year period. And uh, I love what I do. I, I love being a chiropractor. It didn't make sense to me. But what? because I was reading 80 to 120 bucks a year. I was listening to podcasts and videos and, and, and you name it. Um, when I, I never listened to music, I was just, I was so strict and um, I committed myself to that. And what I found out was in five years later, yeah, I hit my financial peak, but I was unfulfilled and unsatisfied. Hmm. And so then here's the, the advice I share in my coaching business and everything I share with entrepreneurs, because this is what transformed my whole entire business and my life, not just business, but my, my relationships, my health mindset and so forth. I have a background, you know, while I was in chiropractic school, I studied energy medicine and how energy works. I want to understand healing at the deepest level. I'm a type of guy that if you tell me something, it's like, okay, great, but I want to know why. I want to go as deep as I can with that. And so I wanted to know healing to the lowest, the level, the deepest level possible of how we can help individuals heal from a mental component, from an emotional component. How does it influence our health? So I looked at, I wanted to look at everything. So understanding that, um, I learned a lot about spiritual laws and spiritual truths and universal laws and a lot of different stuff there that taught me life, really. Uni- you know, like universal laws, one of them that's very popular is the law of attraction. Right. But my studies, I studied the law of vibration because the law of vibration shows that you can only attract in your life whatever that you are vibrating at. So it's law of vibration first, then law of attraction follows. And this is the advice I share with a lot of my entrepreneurs because so many times we're so taught to be outside ourselves and do so much. In those next five years of my business, I dropped everything from an intellectual standpoint. And I said, if I'm the creator of my life and I choose, I can choose and I, I'm choosing what I want to experience and everything happens right. from as I am, not to, through, not to me, right. then I should be able to define success in whatever matters to me. And so I went against the advice that I was being told as being a family wellness chiropractor, you shouldn't, you should work weekends. I didn't do work weekends. I was told you should have a certain amount of hours. I went against that. I ended up working 14, 14 and a half hours a week. That was my office. Um, And Mm -hmm. that was my office hours. That's, that's me adjusting patients. Mm -hmm. Yet I I saw more patients when I did that and I made Mm -hmm. more money. Go figure. How the heck did that happen? And so I teach a lot of my, clients this because I went through this is that you have to choose what define success and what that means to you and define how you want to see that happen in your life. And when you start to do that, and this can be now the things I share are universal. So you can tailor that to business. You can say this the exact same thing in a relationship, in your health, in your mindset, and 
you name it. You can you can tie it into anything. And it's how you're going to define that. And so I always tell them, like, they'll always ask, how did you, like, some, sometimes I'll share this with my clients about, like, I, I 5.5x my profits in two years and 3x my sales in two years. And they're like, well, what did you do? What system did you have? Did you do Facebook ads? What did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. And they're like, what do you mean you had to do something? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I mean, literally, all I did was focus on my vibe and visualize what I wanted to have in my life. See how I want to interact with my patients. See my office and the way I wanted to see it and what it meant to me, what it, how I felt with that. And I go, when that starts, when you start to do that, then all of a sudden you vibe at a certain level. When you vibe at the level, then all of a sudden things open up. You'll have new ideas that align closer to that vision. People and circumstances are going to show up. And all of a sudden things are going to just happen. They're going to gravitate towards that because you're working with the laws of the universe and how kind of the universe and life works rather than us trying to force to do, to do, to do all the time. That's why we have burnout. That's why we have exhaustion. That's why we have fatigue. I thought, read a Forbes article, 60% of the leadership in the in, in, in leadership is burned out. 60%. That's the biggest advice I share with my clients and the things I teach in my coaching business because and that's why I became a coach because it's one of those things where I truly believe entrepreneurs and, and, and so forth, we need to stop doing so much. We need to learn to be more. And that when we can start to be more, we can have something what I call effortless action, which leads to effortless success. And I lived it and I've helped a lot of entrepreneurs do the same. is revelations alicia you can't hold somebody to that standard if you haven't voiced what you want mm. and what you're needing from that mika if you're not communicating expectations you're waiting for your feelings to be hurt nicole yeah. a lot of people don't want to take the time out to be alone and to get themselves together ivan you got to be willing to work through stuff and from the jump street y'all done had problems maybe yeah. you don't need to be working through those BS3 Network proudly presents Queen 3 and King Podcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Are you looking for something to do on your lunch break? Well, there's a show on the BS3 Network that has only four words to say to you. By JMNE. Live weekdays at noon central.
let's see, business coach, business podcaster, business author, <laughs> uh, and an all-around good guy, former chiropractor, Dr. Vic Mansell, joins me in Revelations. He has opened the way. He has walked across that bridge, and now it is time to get behind the purpose. Now, we're behind the purpose. This is the reason why we function the way we do. Obviously, business and mindset are huge for you, almost synonymous with one another. How is the mental aspect of business? Or how is it so important for you? It's everything. And why did it become important? Yeah. You know, it's everything. And, and, and the mindset stuff came to me at an early age. I was, you know, 12 years old. I, I remember telling my mom this, mom, I'm going to figure out this thing called life. Now, as a 12 year old, you may say, well, that's pretty deep. It's a little, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, you know what I'm saying? But the reason why I said that was because I didn't have a lot. I had friends and families who had a lot. I didn't, I saw suffering and I saw people happy. I saw this and that. And I couldn't understand that even in, in sports, I'm a Chicago mm-hmm. guy. Michael right. Jordan, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I loved watching him. How can someone be so great like that? And someone else who, may have more, you know, talent in a certain way, but not. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to understand that. And I didn't know what I was setting myself up for to later down the road. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, that's the one thing it just kept coming back to me. Like in baseball, I got into a slump and I couldn't figure out why. And I was just so much in my head. And I remember I had a coach say, get out of your freaking head. Just go up there and just, just, just swing. Don't even, don't even try to think, just go. And just get relaxed and just just get into a sensible rhythm that you're used to. Forget everything else. And it took me a while to break through. But then all of a sudden, I got a hit. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even, I just, I had an instinct to swing. Maybe I mm-hmm. should follow that. I wish I mastered that. I didn't. It took a while until I got to that point. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, mindset is, is, I always tell people, when you think of mindset, you want to think of it as like wearing a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Because however your mindset is, that's how you're going to see the world. Now we can go in many different forms of mindset, but I can, let's just do money for an example. There's a scarcity mindset and there's an abundance mindset. If you see the world in scarcity, everything's going to be a fixed point. You're going to see scarcity in everything, right? There's not enough money. Uh, You know, people are suffering or whatever that may be, even your own self. I I can't make only so much and and so whatever may be where abundance is a whole different world, a whole different experience. You see money all the time. There's money endlessly flowing. Nothing has really limits. And that person who sees the world and with no limits, while someone sees the world with limits, you're going to have two different outcomes. And it all starts with the mind. And the mindset is what makes or breaks us. And it's what helps us, you know, I could tie in spiritual truths with this and so much more, but that's kind of the biggest thing. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I have to admit that that's, that's something that I struggle with personally, Uh, but I have worked out of it the more mature that I have become. So yeah, I totally understand that. I'm, I must have emailed you my question list because my next question literally would be faith is important to you. How? <laughs> I don't know if you did, but this is awesome. Um, faith is everything. You know, you have to have faith in yourself when it comes to achieving big things. You have to, and it's faith in a faith in a way. I don't like to explain it in a religious context. Mm-hmm. I when I say faith, it's an inner knowing. 
It's yeah. such a deep inner knowing that you know it's going to happen no matter what. No matter what you're facing at this time, you have faith within to know it's going to happen. And that's that is the most one of the most critical things. And for me, I wish I had that sooner in life. Uh, it took yeah. me a while. I had to have I had to hit some a lot of obstacles before I started to go. You know what? I am. I am. I can. I can choose. I can have this. I have the faith. I can have any create any reality that I choose. And when you step into that faith, it, it's absolutely amazing um, to see the outcome on the other side. But faith is where that's where the big things happen. Mm. I 100 percent agree with that. I totally agree with that. All right. So if I were to say to you that we all struggle so much in life, in your opinion, why do we all struggle? It's real simple. You've heard the you've heard the phrase before. What you resist persists. Right. I have heard that. Yes. We've all heard that. Right. Mm -hmm. Resistance is what causes our suffering. Think of it in any way, shape or form. It's the things we we hope that we the things we give our energy to that we don't want to see happen is mm-hmm. what's going to make it happen. Um, as a kid, I used to tell my mom, you know, I used to say a lot when I was younger, uh, probably preteen, teenage, young teenage years. I used to be like, hey, whatever you worry about, you're going to make happen. And whatever you don't worry about, it never shows up. I had no clue what the heck I was talking about. But it, at, the, at the time, it just sounded good to me. And um, it's so true in so many ways. And, and when we when we get so fixated on that and we resist like what i mean by resist is we're like i don't want to do that i'm gonna do everything i can to prevent that i'm gonna do everything i can to prevent that well what you're giving your energy to is not what you want to create you're giving your energy to what you don't want it's the same thing like looking at like some people ask when they want to make money why do you want to make so much money or why do you want to make this much i want to pay off my debt yeah that's not going to work well what do you mean because you're focusing on debt you're going to create more debt no, it's just because then I release the debt, then I feel this way. Yeah, but when you, you got to remember, whatever you're focusing on is what you create. So your, your create. reason why you want to make more money is to pay off debt. Instead, make more money because it fulfills you more in some way or help allows you, you know, it's gonna, you're going to have more opportunities to do whatever raises your vibe more, makes you feel better. That is what you want to put your energy to. Um, and then the excess of that will pay off the debt on its own. Hmm. So it's just that little tweak on doing those little things um, to help in that kind of a process. We talked about your Midwest upbringing and the fact that you studied uh, in the Midwest as well, but you decided to move to the Smoky Mountains. What was the motivation for the move there? Yeah, my wife, I was getting tired of Illinois a little bit with uh, how things are run, but more from a tax perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my wife, about four years ago, 2018, uh, we started to, we were looking at like, let's just go to places and check them out. So we came out, we thought of Knoxville, um, mm-hmm. don't, you know, Tennessee was one of the States we were like potentially looking into. And I was like, Hey, let's, I want something with mountains. They got the smoky mountains. I didn't even know they had them there. Let's go check those out. We <laughs> loved it. And then they have a, they have a lake up here, um, North of Knoxville, about 34 minutes, 40 minutes away called Norris Lake. It's one of the cleanest lakes in the United States. Mm-hmm. And we would go run a boat and be out there for eight hours. We have a blast. So we try to come wow. down about a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And we did that for a couple of years and we started to say, Hey, what about moving? Maybe we should move. And mm-hmm. I was all in because again, mm-hmm. taxes in Illinois, property taxes. I was in Cook County. They tie us. I'm, I lived in LaGrange, but they tied us mm-hmm. to Cook County, which it, it mm-hmm. was so, so much and so much on that level mm-hmm. that it was one of those things where I was kind of like, I want to move already and do that. And so right. um, it took until COVID 
the hit. And then my wife looked and the way they were doing things in Illinois, she just was like, I see what you mean. Let's make the move. And it took us another year and a half to do that with our business to to let Mm -hmm. it, we were trying to sell it, but the climate wasn't good for that. So we just said, all right, we really want to be happy. We're giving up a very wonderful life, but at Mm -hmm. the same token, we just weren't happy where we were. We want to be closer to nature, slower pace, nicer people, nothing wrong with Chicago. Chicago, when you look at big cities, Chicago is one of the nice, they're they're nice people compared to big cities. But we wanted that. So we wanted that. I want, I grew up in a very tight knit community where like if someone moved in, everyone would bring gifts and, you know, just kind of like welcome you to the community. This is who we are. If you need us anything, let us know we're here. It was like a, that type of community. Mm -hmm. Um, and we we wanted that. We, I, I lived in Dallas for three years, and and even though Dallas was a big city, when I went to like Fort Worth and mm-hmm. stuff, I felt that southern southern hospitality. Right. And uh, so that's something we were seeking, and and that's kind of was our 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 you know better weather. I was tired of the six months of winter, um, <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know being a Cup fan, you got to go to somewhere where there's a Cubs somewhere, and they're 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 I think they're double A teams down here. Right. Yeah. yeah, So it was kind of cool how that all worked out. So, so, and they're building a new stadium in North Knoxville, but it won't be done until 2025. But I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's cool. All right. I could see some Cubs out here. But that was kind of the main motive (laughs) of what we did. And my wife was like, fine, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, We wanted to start a family and we didn't want to waste any time. So we wanted to make sure that if we, we knew if we started a family in Chicago, we would never leave. And Mm -hmm. we didn't want to have a regret. We always know we could go back. We always know that if it didn't work out, we can go anywhere else we want to go. But we wanted to do that just so that we know that we went and took a risk on that. And we wanted to go after something that we thought was going to be more beneficial for our family and our roots of what we wanted to create. That's why we made the jump. Vic Manso when you all get back. Of course, Steph Curry with Tim Anderson. Jordan Alvarez. And then it's caught. Debo Samuel with the catch. Michael Jordan can sense the throw just got the king. BS3 Network. The hottest of hot takes. The coldest of cold hard facts. This is Snowman in the Morning with Gold Johnson. Weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. What do you get when you watch or listen to the Life Happens podcast? Well, I'll let them tell you. Kim and I are both ministers of the gospel, and the Life Happens podcast is... A beautiful balance by simply taking our spirituality with real life and merging it together to create a beautiful balance. And that's what we do. BS3 Network proudly presents Life Happens Podcast, where Christianity and life intersect. Live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central.
You want to watch these interviews commercial free? Well, now you can. Revelations is on Patreon. Become a patron today. Business coach, business podcaster, business author, former chiropractor, Dr. Vic Manzo joins me on Revelations. He has opened the way. He has walked across the bridge. He has given us the reason why he is the way he is. And now it is time to bring all of that to light. Now, all of us shine in a unique way, and of course, with Dot Manzo, that is no exception. You alluded to this earlier. I'll ask it now. Be, do, have. What is the principle, and how many of us are, how many of us do it backwards? Yeah, I heard this principle in chiropractic school, and I was totally shocked on the element of it because I didn't realize how backwards I was doing this and so many others are doing it. I mean, I heard, I thought about it in my life. I'm like, how many times have I heard someone say, oh, I just wish I had this and I can do this and be that. Or I wish I just had the one, the lottery. Or if I wish I just had this extra, had this type of a job instead, or if I had this better relationship or this better spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, mm-hmm. you, you name it. I, I can go endlessly mm-hmm. with this. If, mm-hmm. And uh, if I could have this better fit body, then I would do that. And I was just like, <laughs> Holy cow, I've caught myself saying it a gazillion times. I still to mm-hmm. this day. I mean, I'm human. It happens. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah. And it's such a trap because again, we talked a little bit about universal laws and the law of vibration. Nothing happens to you, it happens as you are. And right. when you understand that, you can't have then do then be. It doesn't happen. I mean, maybe out of rare luck, somebody wins the lottery, but look how many people win the lottery and they go bankrupt. You know, mm-hmm. and have all this money and they don't have it, you know, after a certain period of time, it's gone. Again, right. that's because of the that's because of the beingness is not there. So yeah, you want you want five million dollars, great. It may last you two, three, four, five years, but then right. it's gone, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you can't hold it because you're not being. Where the the being aspect is is that vibrational state. Who you know, if you want to be a millionaire, it's not about having a million dollars to be a millionaire. It's being that millionaire now. What does that look like? How do you think? How do you talk? How do you walk? How how do you see life? Right. We talked about abundance consciousness or abundance mindset versus scarcity. Does a, a millionaire doesn't have a scarcity mindset. They have an abundance mindset, right? right. And mm-hmm. the thing about energy is you can't fake energy. You can talk yourself right. blue in the face thinking you're a millionaire mindset. But if you have limiting beliefs within you that hold you back from that, you're not going to be able to get to that because you're projecting that energy. Because the universe, the universe doesn't listen to what you say. It listens to the energy of what you project. And so when you think about that, you have to be in that being element first. Just like if you want to be in the best shape of your life. Well, what's the person of you in your future that looks like what's the beingness of what they who they are? Um, do, again, what's their mindset like? What are the things, how they talk and act? You want to get all these senses in because right. once you come from that place, then the doing becomes a lot easier because now it's like, hey, this is already who I am. I'm vibing at this level. And then all of a sudden you just do the things that you do. And then all of a sudden you will have what you have. And this is kind of we alerted to a little bit earlier on effortless uh, creating effortless actions lead to effortless success. Because when you have the being down, 
Then you'll be inspired to take action, which will be the doing, and then inspired actions and pure alignment to where you want to go, which will lead to that success or lead to that having. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's such a cool principle. It's a simple principle, but so many of us do it backwards. And, and, And once you hear it, if you really are listening, you'll start to catch yourself in so many ways doing it the other way around. Mm. Wow. You're right. It is so simple, but so many of us <laughs> do do it backwards. <laughs> I will cop to that for sure. All right. So to get into your book, Decoding the Matrix. Okay. What is the Matrix? And why do we, uh, us laymen or lay women, need to be aware of it? Yeah, to put it in, you know, simple in, in what the matrix really is, is just the, the human collective consciousness. So I want you to think of every human on the world, their thoughts, their emotions, and the things they focus on creates a consciousness level. Well, let's just put a number on that, right? So everyone has a certain number. And when you average all the almost 8 billion people out, that puts us at a certain vibration. And so right. I call that the matrix. Mm-hmm. Now, the matrix is not good or bad. It always exists. It always will. You can't get rid of it. Animals have their own matrix. The earth has it. Universe, solar, the, the solar, the, the solar system and so forth all have it. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason why you want to be aware of it is this. There's something called the crab effect. Um, they say you put three crabs in a barrel. This is what this, this effect happens. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard it as the lobster effect too. So just for those who may have heard of the other one, but you have three crabs. And what happens is if one says, I don't want to be around you two, I'm heading out of here. And it starts mm-hmm. crawling up the wall. Mm-hmm. What will happen is the other two, exactly. They'll go grab their legs and they pull them down. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that they do that. I still don't understand that. But what ends up, what that is, that's the matrix in itself. Because whatever mm-hmm. the average of everyone is, if you're not setting the intention every day to set your vibe, well, then the matrix is going to pull you down to the average. It's natural. It's not doing it on purpose. There's something called, you've heard this before probably, your five closest friends, you average them out, that's you, right? The law of association. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I have. So the law of association also also works in this way because our vibration, our frequency will always resonate to certain frequencies unless we're setting the stage. When we're not, then when we let it go, it's going to harness to wherever the average is all at. And so when you understand this, and again, something I used to say when I was young, if you don't plan for your day, the world's going to plan it for you. And it, it there's so much, like, again, that just sounded cool. I used to just say it because it sounded cool. Heck did I know what that meant until now, you know, later on in life. Right. But it's so true. This is why I'm so mm-hmm. focused on your vibe and your energy, because if you don't focus on that, the matrix is going to pull you back to the average and you'll have the same experiences just like everybody else is having. Um, and because most of those most people, they're, they're unconscious. They're, they're letting their subconscious mind. Ninety five percent. That's the research of our subconscious minds dictates our life. So we're unconscious. We're just, we're, you know, they talk about zombies and all this thing. Like, oh, the zombies are going to mm-hmm. come out of nowhere and all these, you know, the zombie apocalypse and all this stuff. We're already zombies because if you're living, sleeping 95% of your life unconsciously, what is that then, right? Mm -hmm. You're not living consciously enough to, but you can do this. It's simple practices. And I'm not trying to bad mouth. I I, I did the same thing. Uh, And I still do. I mean, I have to be so mindful of this, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where if once you start to understand that there's always something pulling you back into that, and if you don't set the intention for the day, you don't set your vibe for the day, you don't really get set in that way. You know, Tony Robbins says, get your, get, get into your state, uh, state mind, peak state, get into your peak state. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's purposes. People all say it in different ways, but it's the same thing. And it's just making sure that you're setting your tone and your vibe so that you don't let the matrix pull you back. 
what does being in a flow state actually mean? So as an athlete, we call that, you know, being in the zone, right? You're just in the zone and all of a sudden just things are, you know, things are coming. Like I I remember in baseball when I was in the zone, if I was playing outfield or if I was hitting like an outfield, I just know the ball is going to go to the right. Like I jumped before even the got hit Mm -hmm. and I just knew that I had to make a dive. Like it just like it's something comes over you because you're so focused. Um, But that doesn't just work for athletes. We can do that in our own self, in our own life, Mm -hmm. in our own way. Um, studying neuroscience, I found out that's just, you know, you have, two, you have your left brain and your right brain. And that's just, when you have them balanced, that's like being in the zone. That's called hemispheric synchronization, right? So they're balanced with each other. That's a zone state. That's peak performance. That's being laser focused. There's so many names to this. But when you're in that state, you're in your flow where all of a sudden you're in alignment to what it is that it could be your soul's purpose. It could be your vision. It can be what you want to create and you're elevated. You're in a hyper-focused state, but you're also, your emotions are elevated. You're ex- there's excitement. There's, there's like this centered groundedness. I, I, I wish I could put a name to it or a label on it um, because for everybody, you have to experience it in your own way, but it, it's something that when you're there, it's just something like time slows down and sometimes in some ways. Um, or you think yeah. time speeds up, it could be speed up too, but it's one yeah. of those things where like, I know like in ba- again, I'll come back to baseball being in the zone. Like I know a pitcher is going to throw something and I see them release and all of a sudden time will just slow down and I could see the mm-hmm. ball coming, the, the, the spin on the ball. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm lasered in. And then bam, there you go. Mm-hmm. Then after it, after it happens, I'm looking going, what the heck just happened? How I'm just seeing the ball, <laughs> right. I'm seeing the ball soar and I'm going, that is so cool. And they're like, Ron, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot another game. <laughs> because I was always in awe about like that state of mind. And I mean, I've had that in mm-hmm. writing my books, um, getting into a flow state and and it's so critical. I mean, I teach my clients how I try to teach them how to get there because it's a feeling that leads you towards it. And and but there's two sides to that. So there's peak performance, which I'm talking about here, flow state and those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of flow that I teach is a little different, and that is being having no resistance to what it is you want to achieve right so it's 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 letting things come to you rather than mm-hmm. you go chasing it and that's right. a different type of flow state and that has to do with faith that has to do with you know faith within yourself and those kind of things mm-hmm. but um i want to make sure i mention the other side of that but the main one i'm mentioning is you know again comes to athletes in the zone those kind of things but we can tap right. into that anytime it's always there always in the present always available it's just learning how to get oneself to that point. Business coach, business author, business podcaster, and former chiropractor, Dr. Vic Manzo joins me on Revelations. And now it is a time of the show that we call in honor of De La Soul, Plug Tuning. And this is where the guest gets to plug to his or her heart's desire. And of course, in this case, it's his uh, as to what is on their heart and their mind or what products they want to uh, promote or or what entities they would like to show the world. So with that being said, Dr. Vic, the floor is yours. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, 
for you know if you like what I'm sharing and what I've been talking about here, I have you know I have my own podcast that you can find. Uh, it is called the Mindful Experiment, where I talk a lot about things mindset related. Um, it's not just me speaking. I also have guests come on and we share everything that relates to life. And you can find that at the mindfulexperiment.com. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you like what I'm talking about, you want to follow what I do, my website, empoweryourreality.com has everything. Um, if you resonate and you like what I'm talking about here and you're a business owner, I have, uh, I do a free one-on-one coaching there where we can jump on a call for 30 minutes. I get to listen to you, what your dreams, your passions are, challenges and struggles, and uh, give you a couple tips of what you can do. And then if I can help you, I will we'll share how I can do that also. Um, I have a free ebook on my website where you can do, I talk about the power of visualization. I share a couple studies in there. Um, really, really powerful to understand how powerful the mind really is, how it can actually manipulate matter. Uh, and I share some really, again, some really cool studies, um, that are mind breaking in a sense, because, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's so, so amazing. And what we can, we're just starting to understand about the mind. Um, and if you are on social media and you love to uh, connect with me um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, you can check it out on the bottom left of my website. Um, if you have questions or anything, you know, send me a message. I always uh, I listen to, I respond to my DMs and so forth. And then lastly, my books, you can find them everywhere, but Amazon is like the headquarters of that. Uh, I have it on Audible and Kindle also. Uh, and that's Decoding the Matrix. And, and you can find other books there that I've done also. But, uh, yeah, that's my that's what I got. Well, you will get much value from this gentleman here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, former chiropractor, podcast uh, host and business podcast host, business author and just an all around good guy <laughs> and the business coach, Dr. Vic Manzo. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for this time. Oh, brother, thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What's in a vibration? We think that we have the world figured out and we think that we have an understanding because of what we see. But we find that we need to tap more into what we feel. And that can be a really tricky situation and proposition, considering that we're taught differently. To have intuition be a part of who we are as we walk in that truth, especially in our maturity, can be tough. But it is something we need to do more often. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes we don't need to trust what we see, but we have to trust what we feel, what we think, and most importantly, what we know. And being in a flow state or being in the zone really is the best way to live in life. And to have someone like a Dr. Vic Manzo who lives that life, it's a wonderful reminder of how we should live it. Not just in business, but in life. Many thanks to Dr. Vic Manzo Jr. for giving us his perspective on life. And why don't you join us every Tuesday on YouTube 
and every Friday on BS3 Network, where you will see a different person being interviewed each and every week. For changing the world one conversation at a time, I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. Tuning into Revelations. To download this episode, go to ACAST and type Revelations. For apparel, go to Spring and type Revelations. Music by Lakey Inspired. Inspired.